Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of CookieCast. Today on CookieCast, it's Straight to the Apex, our Formula One podcast. Now, apparently, I'm told somebody is missing this week. Hmm. The only way to find out who's missing is to keep watching, keep listening, and find out, might even find out why. Before we get started, please do consider like, share, subscribe, and comment. Leave a review where you can leave a review. Share the podcast around. It's a great podcast. Everybody who loves Formula One will love it. Even people who don't like Formula One, they will find something to enjoy, I'm sure. Right, let's get started. Here we go. This is CookieCast, straight to the apex. Hello, folks. I'm back. I am back from my holiday. James has just put a shit Arizona Cardinals hat on just to surprise me at the death. Um, <laughs> obviously, I've been on the NFL podcast. You know I'm a 49ers fan. James is a Cardinals fan, divisional rival. But we're not here to talk about NFL. We will do that maybe another time. James attended a game last weekend. I did the weekend before. Uh, how are you, James? You all right? I'm tired. Tired? I, I I am so tired. It's it's unreal. Just well, it's a big weekend, wasn't it? I mean, well, obviously, I, I was I was in London for the NFL. Um, so we we got there what Friday? What happened on Friday? Uh, I don't know. I, remember, I don't think there was any. It was qualifying. Qual- yeah, qualifying. It was qualifying so quali- quali- Friday, yeah. Saturday, went to the NFL store to beat the crowd, spent a shitload of money. Yep. Which I didn't know about, but luckily China doesn't listen to the podcast. So, uh, <laughs> got back, we watched. Uh, I would say we watched Rovers, but we didn't. We watched Wigan. <laughs> yeah, Rovers and, still have turned up for a big game. Yeah, yeah. One, one day they'll get there. Um, yeah. What was it then? Shootout, then the sprint. Sunday, then I was watching the NFL match. Got back, we watched the Formula One, and then we drove back on Monday morning. It was a long, busy weekend, but good, really good. Good, good. So, for you. Uh, <laughs> you want to say that again, sorry? How are you? I just realised I just walked on and never asked back. It's fine. I am still jet lagged. I've been back a week tonight. I got to bed this morning at 2am. Um, wow. Me and Katie have not been sleeping at all. Obviously, thanks to these guys for holding the fort last week. They did tell you I was on the west coast of America. Um, so, yeah, eight-hour time difference. I'm still feeling it a week later. But maybe that's because I'm the big 4 owner. And, you know, I wear my cap backwards. I'm hanging on to my youth. I listen to the podcast, believe me. <laughs> if the third wheel was here... This would have been the revenge podcast, um, you bastards. But I, I'm not lying, mate. When I when I when we came back from Vegas, I I felt awful for a week. I didn't know what was going on, and my mother-in-law sent me a link, which was a list of all the symptoms of jet lag, mm. and 
I had every single symptom other than irregular periods. You Well, you were lucky then. You were very lucky because yeah. I have got them. I've got them. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I'm, I'm not eating. Yeah. I'm not hungry when it's tea time. I'm not. Everything's just absolute killer. But I was meant to be back at work on Monday. I took a sick day because I felt terrible. And I, I went back to work yesterday and I honestly didn't know what time it was or day it was or what the fuck I was doing. But hey-ho, that's just a normal day at work for me. So, um, this is Series 2, Episode 21 of the Straight to the Apex podcast. You will know that someone's missing from the podcast. Normally, me and James start and this guy is late. However, this week, he's not turning up. He has got a good excuse. It's his wedding anniversary. But in typical Tony Rawson fashion, he was actually late in telling us that he won't be turning up. So, hi, Beth and Tony. <laughs> Enjoy your meal. Um, we do miss you. What I will say is I listened last week as a listener, not being on the podcast, and it was very good. And I will never tell that to his face. I'll never say that to his face. But I mean, he did... You've kind of told him. Well, I kind of have. The boy did well. I thought you you guys were great. I thought it was a really good podcast. But he's a twat. He still pisses me off. And he had a go at me. So revenge will be served later on. Um, as James said, it was a sprint weekend. So we're qualifying Friday, sprint shootout Saturday, sprint race Saturday, race Sunday. We've also got that next weekend with the Texas Grand Prix. That is also a sprint weekend, which that's the 22nd of October. Um, 8 p.m. start, that's a Sunday. But before we get into all the little bits, have you got any news? Uh, Max Verstappen uh, has got his third championship, apparently. You wouldn't have known by the hats and T-shirts that Christian Harder. Well done, Max. We all knew you'd do it. Well done, Max. We support you all the way. No, we don't. Um, yeah, I mean... We'll get into it, but fair play to the bloke. Like, he's yeah. deserved, he, he deserved it. Red Bull have deserved what? it. Also this year. He, yeah. He's, I mean, this weekend, obviously, everyone will know the results, but Perez was so crap. I think he highlighted, actually, Max has not only got a good car, but he's a bloody good driver, which we've always said through Gritted Teeth. But, yeah. He did it in the sprint race on the Saturday. He sewed it up. So you've got to take your hat off to him because, I mean, God, how many races are left? There's quite a few races left. and uh, Five? Yeah. And the championships... <laughs> well, both championships are done and dusted because of Max. Nothing to do with Sergio. Um. But no, so I've got Pirelli remaining as the tyre supplier until 2027 after beating Bridgestone. Yep. What do you think to that? Probably always going to be like that, wasn't it? Well, yeah, we, we knew that was a case. As long as, you know, they can sort out the fucking tyre so you don't have to have three mandatory stops at every hot race, it'll be all good. Oh, I, I, <laughs> I want to get through qualifying as quick as possible and then talk about that race because... If you you probably felt it the same as me when you watched it. Did you watch it Monday? Uh, no, no, I still watched Sunday night. You still watched Sunday night. Yeah, yeah. 
it took all the pit strategy jeopardy out of it. And you knew they were on a countdown to like, oh, they have to pit within two laps, they have to pit within one. It just absolutely annulled the whole point of pit stops, didn't it? Yeah. They might as well have had an 18 lap extra sprint race. Pretty much, yeah, because like, like you said, well, we'll touch on it anyway, but yeah. um, I think there's that that happened after the race as well that we need yeah. to touch on, because there was quite a lot of after, um, well, not just after the race, but after any session as well, really, where yeah. there was stuff going. Yeah. Um, Andretti racing of past the first um, best stage of entering a team. Obviously, it's got to be yeah. the other teams now. Um yeah, I mean, Andretti are a big name in America. So, who knows? I mean, it is quite funny that Red Bull are kicking off saying that Andretti should make their own engine, yet Red Bull have used Renault and Honda. Hmm. I've got some interesting stuff to say. Oh, go on. So, obviously... At the NFL, uh, I think it's in the first quarter. And you know when they're just changing the teams over, going from offense to defense and all that kind of stuff, and you get all the crap on the screen like, "Oh, kiss calm, snog your oh, mum," yeah. and all that. Well, was that. Yeah, yeah, firing the shirts and all that shit. Yeah. So every now and then, someone pops up on the screen. You see some kids going, "Yeah, I'm on screen, guys, look at my screen." All this kind of shit. Then all of a sudden, it. Goes on to this one guy. I'm sat there. I was like, that looks like Daniel Ricciardo. And then all of a sudden, he just popped up on the bottom. Daniel Ricciardo. And honest to God, mate, if there, if there was a caption that said, when you caught pulling a sickie, it was there and there. Really? Honest to God, I have never seen someone look up and just look so nervous. Like, oh, crap. Busted. Did his Daniel Ricardo smile? I was like, and one of my mates behind me was like, he apparently he did ring up earlier this week. I think he like rang Lawson and went, Yeah, sorry, you're gonna be needed for another week. I I, I need another week off. <laughs> All right. Well, and here you are. You're not well, even in Qatar with the rest of you. He is a big Bills fan. He, had, he to be fair to him, he is a big Bills fan. He's been a Bills fan for a while. But still. So, so, once he finally gets a seat back in F1, he pulls a sickie to go and watch stuff. Fair play. Did he have his arm in a bandage like Keith Lemon, just to kind of look ill? Did he, do you think he put the pearly voice on to Christian Arner? You know what? If, if you're sick, you're sick. What else can you do? I mean, you, you still can. Yeah. I mean, what Don't else do you do? Then hang around. Yeah. If you're ill, you sit. You don't sit at home by yourself. You hang around with seventy thousand other fans. So why not? It's fun. Yeah. But um. So yeah. Uh, but it don't matter because you want time next year. So I have got some other news, but it's kind of it's on really what happened in the race. But so have you got anything else before I quickly move on to quality and everything? 
No. Not really, no. It's been pretty quiet, which is nice. Yeah. It is, yeah. So, race qualifying, that was a Friday. So, I mean, deleted lap times for exceeding trap limits absolutely dominated the weekend again. Um, yeah. Science went out in Q2. Rest of the people, pretty much standard. So, I mean, surprise, surprise. Max Verstappen was Pearl. Russell second, Lewis third, Alonso fourth, Leclerc, Piastri, Gasly, Ocon, Bottas, Norris. Um, I literally have no other notes from Quali because it was barren, exceeding track limits, exceeding track limits. Is the laps being deleted? But here we go again. So, yeah. I can't remember why Sainz got caught out. Was Did he get a lap deleted? I can't seem to remember. They all blend into one. I think so, yeah. Mm. I, I know I know bloody Norris and well obviously Norris and Piastri did, but yeah. you know, they, they got told when being interviewed afterwards. That was brutal. That was Oh brutal. yeah. During the interviews, was... well, oh you just finished there. Oh no, actually no, you're tenth. Yeah. Cause it was that Naomi Schiffer, wasn't it? Because was it was it Piastri or Norris was up first and she was interviewing him? Oh, I think you've I think you've had your lap time deleted. Right, come in the other one. Uh, I think you've had your lap time deleted as well. Um oh, okay. This is awkward. And Russell quickly got shuffled in. So he thing was all He loved it, didn't he? he? I mean with his longer hair, he's becoming more annoying. Yeah. And I think Tony It's weird. I don't know what. I, I am. I am kind of going off. I've, I've said the last couple of weeks. I'm starting to go off him a little bit. He just needs to. I don't know. Just rein it in a little bit or something. I, I don't know. Do you think he's trying too hard to have a personality? Because we've we've always said on this podcast, possibly, possibly last year, Marta, the bloke's got no personality. He's like Woody from Toy Story. Do you think he's trying to be? you know, Mr. Personality and, like, look at me in front of the camera, I'm witty and funny, and he's trying too hard. Yeah, probably. It's it's, it's not like Norris. I mean, not, not Norris is... Well, Norris has always been the cheeky little guy. Yeah. But Astro's been funny this weekend as well with his little digs. Yeah, he has. Yeah, yeah, he really has. Winning the sprint race and it was like, oh, how do you feel about that? And he said, well, let's give it another five minutes. Let's just see if we want to take this one away. <laughs> Then after the race or something, they went, "Oh, you know, you've 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 finished second. and he's like, "Well, you know, thank God for that." I thought he was going to come over and say, "I've got another five second penalty." I almost shit myself. I didn't like him at the beginning of the year with everything that happened with Renault, but he's actually, yeah, he's actually quite a likable guy, isn't he? Um, yeah, he's, I don't know. It's just, well, we always make the joke. He looks like Woody, but he, he is. He's wooden. Yeah, he is. And it, he needs, he's faking it now. It's like, let's say, Norris, his mate, and even Albon. You know, the, what I mean in front of the camera, the natural. I don't think George is. And maybe that's just it. Maybe he doesn't like the camera, but don't possibly. Don't try. I, I, I don't know. Um, the sprint shootout, that was Saturday morning. Um, bit of a weird one, because before the sprint shootout started, they revised the track limits, the FIA. I didn't know that. Oh, so 
at 10, um, 12 and 13, they revised the track limits because they had these new type of curbs that were shaped like a pyramid, like a Toblerone, yep. basically. And they was worried about the integrity of the tyre, so they changed the limits. <laughs> and um, so they give them a quick 10-minute practice to try the new track limits before they actually did sprint quality. Jesus. It, it was a fast from beginning to end this weekend. Um, so, yeah, so they did a, a little 10-minute practice and then they went into sprint shootout. So, surprise, surprise, Max was not first. So, it was Piastri, Norris, Max, Russell, Sainz, Leclerc, Hulkenberg, Perez, Alonso, Ocon. Um, big casualty in this one was Lewis in SQ2 getting knocked out. Um, again, tap, you know, deleted lap, and that was it, it was gone. Um, but yeah, really weird session, like just to change the limits like that. I've never seen that. And these new kids, like, surely they've tested them. Yeah, and this is this is what kind of winds me. I mean, the, the whole weekend, really, when you think about it, I mean, obviously. Revising the track limits when it comes to the sprint ship because it's like, oh, well, we don't know what these curbs are going to be like. I'm worried about the integrity of the tyres and blah, 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 blah. But then on, on race day as well, because it, it was only well, around about Sunday lunchtime here that they actually tell us, I said, yeah, so there's going to be a three, a mandatory three stop. Hmm. It's like you, you've, you've announced that only a couple of hours before the race. Yeah. No one's got enough tyres. It was even said on, on the race when I was interviewing one of the strategists and they said, we, we've had to bin everything, you know, weeks of research and planning and everything. We've literally had to throw all of that away and try and plan 57 laps mm. in, in the space of a couple of hours. And it's just it's stupid. But like like you said, surely they've tested it. That the, the, you know, Pirelli capped out and got, yeah, yeah, we, we didn't realise it was hot in Qatar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we've had a year off. We forgot how warm it is. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's oh, the desert. It it's the frigging desert, you clowns. What do you reckon it is? Like, yeah, I mean, it was a shit show. Like, say, even the cabs, like, oh, Qatar have got these brand new, inv you know, pyramid cabs so that they do this. Pirelli, oh, yeah, they uh, wear our tyres a little bit more, and it's hot. Oh, shit, we can't really run on them. Like, do you not talk? Yeah. Uh, I get it. I, I mean, it's just a bit of a joke. Like, like say, this track limits thing is really annoying. And it's ruined, what, two or three races this year? You know, and all right, it gives us that jeopardy and quality that, oh, uh, he, he's through. Oh, he's not. But it's just, just been the worst, though, for the track yeah, limits. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, Max Verstappen was the only driver not to exceed track limits at any point during the race. But this is where I like Max. Because you say to him, this is your limit. And I don't think I heard him once on the radio or it flashed up on the screen once that he got one warning. Because he's like, right, okay, I don't need to drive on that. I'll just drive within. 
And that's that's what's scary. He didn't exceed any track limits, and he still finished with a twenty odd second lead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perez jumping ahead a bit in the race. His engineer warned him, "You've got a five second penalty, mate. You're ruining your race." So and he kept on doing it. <laughs> so you got he, he penalty. He might have been three. I can't remember now. Mm. But I mean, obviously, the previous race that you guys covered. The bloke retired and then unretired to serve his penalty and then retired again. Fuck it, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Wow, head blown, Formula One, head blown. Unemployed. Um, yeah. So, sprint race. Um, yeah, I mean, soft tyre starters jumped the medium tyre runners, so Piastri lost his lead, Russell... Like shot up, didn't he? Um, it mixed it up a little bit, and then they all just come steaming through. Yeah. But again, it was a, it was, it was an art. What's your feelings on these sprint shootouts? Are you soldier? Are you not? It's it's so tricky, and I think the reason it's tricky is because. They changed the format. Mm. I mean, I, I, I gave my thoughts at the beginning of this season. When, then I won the... the te- in, in fairness, did what exactly what they did this weekend and changed their minds pretty much on race day. When they say, oh, all right, so what we're going to do is we're going to have qualifying and that's for the race. But then you're going to have a qualifying session for your sprint race and then you do your sprint race and then you do your race. It's just like it's 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 too much demand and everything else, and it just doesn't make it made more sense last year when it was your qualifying sets your grid up for the sprint race, and the wherever you finish in the sprint race is where you start mm. the actual race on the Sunday. That made more sense to me, and for me, you keep doing it that way, but you take this season's point scheme so. Eight points for first, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. And that'd be good. One one of the lads that I was with at the NFL this weekend said that one of the things that the drivers would really like to do is flip it. So have your qualifying. Um and whatever the, the outcome of the qualifying is, then flip it, reverse it, and that becomes your grid. Right. For the yeah. space. Yeah. Um I can't remember the rest of it, but I, I I thought that was quite interesting. But it's it's just difficult. It's I, I think it's too much. I think it's too much demand on the drivers. It's it's too much demand on the cars. You know they've, they've got a budget cap. They've got so many power units, and all of a sudden you're throwing an extra qualifying session at them, mm. which means that they just have more scrub tires for race day. And if if you have another three mandatory stop session like you did this week, where it's like right, you can have eighteen laps. On any new tyre, but you've got a shit ton of scrubs because you've had your practice, you've had your, your qualifying, your sprint, and then your, your sprint shoot out. You're like, I'm, I'm left with nothing. But even Brundle said that this weekend. He said, oh, There's probably a lot of teams out there where they haven't actually got the tyre the life. Mm. Yeah, yeah, 100%. It's, yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree. Everything, I think we've had maybe one good sprint race this year. Yep. I think that was weather dependent because it was wet and then it dried. I think 
this was obviously hot. The, the softs lasted, I mean, they were like chewing gum. They lasted about four laps, didn't they? George, like, got got in the lead and you could see straight away. Well, he was asking, wasn't he, pretty much a couple of laps in. Right, I need to pit. And I was like, George, it's a sprint race. If you pit, you last. Like, it, you can. You you know, you've made that decision. That's your bed. You lie in it. But I think also this sprint race was ruined with the amount of safety cars, and that's the problem with a sprint race. Like, we had three safety cars. The Lawson lost control, brought out a safety car. Sergeant then brought out a safety car. Perez Hulkenberg and Ocon crashed, bringing out another safety car. I mean, that one, Perez, should have just hung back. You could tell Hulkenberg and Ocon had the corner. Perez was like, he got a bit excitable. Went down, and they collided. Um, but yeah, it wasn't really a sprint race that got going, was it? Because like I say, the tyres lasted two laps. We had three safety cars, so it was start stop. There's nothing in it, but we, we had it with the last one as well, didn't we? Whether the safety car at the start, yeah. And it was it was like the, the way it was going. It was start we were starting to think, you know what? Is this going to be an entire race with just a safety car? Are they just going to drive around the track twenty some twenty some times mm. behind a fucking AMG? Yeah, and the thing is with Formula One is you get the minimal contact and you have damaged front wing. There's carbon fiber everywhere. Nine times out of ten, you're going to get a safety car. It's not touring cars where it's saloon cars bashing and it just dints a door and they're like, get on with it. So yeah. I don't really think sprint races lend themselves to Formula One. I don't, I don't know. Like I say, it's, it, to me, it was a bit of a stop-start race and it never really got going. Yeah, we had quite a lot of position changes, but that was more down to the fact that the soft started quick and then the mediums come back, didn't it? That, that's all it was. It was tyre chat. I, I, I like the idea. I do. Bring something else to the weekend. You know, something that can you know put a bit of spice into it and stuff like that. Absolutely, but just they, they've just got to find it. They've, they've just got to... Get get the context right and just stop fucking tweaking it every thirty seconds. It's like if we if you did your famous Christmas dinner this year and invited us all, and instead of mash you went not doing me mash and roast taters this year, I'm putting chips on it. We'd all be like, no, 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 that's not the right mix. Yeah. I got a full English in London. It came out with chips. Sorry, what? Yeah, chips. Yeah. Was it from the FIA cafe? I have no I fucking did. They just got shitloads of ideas and went, bang them on yes, the plate. Yes, yeah, like they don't want hash browns. It's like, we don't do hash browns. We'll give you chips. But it's like, no. 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 It's got all the ingredients there. Just get, get it together. Yeah, yeah. You've got the potato. Just mush it up and fry it. If, if you want to do chips, do sausage, egg and chips. Don't do me a breakfast. Yeah. Fucking sort yourselves out, London. You're on warning. <laughs> You're on warning. <laughs> Fucking chips with a full English. Come on. This is Yorkshire speaking. Yeah. Fucking get a grip, man. Um. So, yeah. I don't think I've got... Oh, five-second penalties for Leclerc and Stroll for exceeding track limits. That's the only other notes I've got from the sprint race. 
I don't have much. One, one of the things I did have a, a thing about was Stroll, though. Thank you. Think that, that, right, that we've, got, we've got 10 minutes to the break. That's exactly, you have read my mind, James. Lance Stroll. The fuck is going on with him? I mean, Daddy's not going to ground him. Oh. It's just... I saw more and more clips on like TikTok and stuff like that on Saturday morning because obviously we saw the interview and I was like, yeah, it's clear he's not happy. Yeah. Because, you know, oh, some mixed emotions there. How much you? How, how do you feel right now? And he just went, shit. Yeah. And straight away, the, 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 the interview was like, sorry about the language. And one word answers, you know, he's huffing and puffing. And then I said, what do you think you need to do better? He said, I just need to keep driving. I get it. You don't want to be there. You've had a bad day, but you know it's a requirement that you do these things, buddy. So try try and play along a little bit if you can. Yeah. But then it was like you know more came out like once once it boxed the car, he takes the steering wheel off and just launched it across the front of the car, and he scratched all the front as well. If you, I don't know if you saw that as he threw the steering wheel. Obviously, the the bottom bit is metal. Oh. And it paint showed you scraping and taking all the paintwork off. So obviously F1 cars have to be absolutely pristine to go back out. So a mechanic had to change that panel because of his petulance. But I yeah, never noticed then, that. yeah, carry on, sorry. Shoved somebody out the way. And then he grabbed his own personal trainer and pretty much volleyed him down a corridor. Yeah. It's like Jesus. And his personal trainer, which I didn't realise, a ruling quality is you've got to go straight to weigh, obviously get weighed and everything, and you have to go out the front of the garage because then you, you can't went. be seen going behind, maybe putting some ballast in or taking some ballast out of your, your, your overalls, your race suit. And that's what his trainer was trying to do. Like, look, Lance, you're going to get a penalty if you go that way. Like, come back, come back. And the, the the actual the brute force that he shoved him is absolutely out of order. Yeah. I mean, you, you you've done shit. It's your own fault. Yes, you're frustrated. Me and James know a thing or two about frustration. He's called Tony Rawson. Um, <laughs> that's one little dig back. Um, hi Tony. Hi Tony. <laughs> um, no it's your own fault yes you're frustrated but your personal trainer that's probably like a brother to you because you know you're working together you know he's getting you fit he's trying to actually stop you getting a penalty and you literally shove him like you did albeit just off camera but still on camera I mean if that was any other team he wouldn't be there no but this is it now. I mean, surely Lawrence at some point is going to be now be sitting there going, I've, he's, he's got to. Mm. I, I, a few weeks now, it's only going to be a sort of matter of time before he's, you know, daddy's going to be sitting there going, I've, 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 I've got to stop looking at this as a father. I've got to start looking at this as a, as a business manager, yeah. which he should be doing. And th this weekend alone, you know, he, he could now be sitting there just going, yeah, I've, he's, I've, I've got nobody choice now. He's took all choice away from me. If that was Fernando Alonso, forget oh. forget Lawrence Stroll, forget the team, 
the press. What would the press... Because they already make Alonso like petulant when he sat on the um, sun lounger when he was in the McLaren, when he said GP2 engine. They already think of him as, you know, over-aggressive. Like Schumacher when he charged Coulthard. If Fernando Alonso had have grabbed his trainer and pushed him like Lawrence Stroll did, uh, Lance Stroll did, God, they'd have been asking for criminal charges against him. Yeah, and furthermore... He'd have been away, he'd have been thrown out of Aston Martin quicker than a fucking Red Bull second driver. Yeah, Drogovic, the reserve driver, would have been straight in. Because I think we've said it on the podcast before, this will determine if Lawrence Stroll is in it for the money or his son. Because like you said, that's a really good point, actually. Will the businessman say, right, enough's enough. I've given him enough chances. It's not the best car. But look what Fernando's doing. But then yeah. the way he's acting up now, yeah. But that I mean, look, the, the kid's got that. Granted, he's got there because of a lot of lot, you know, money and everything else like that. But at the same time, he's got a super license. He can drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what? Maybe him getting away from his dad might be a good thing. Yeah, maybe it's that comfort of his dad's team. I can do that because it's my dad's team. Yeah, yeah, that's... Tell you what, when we haven't got Tony distracting us, mate, that's two good points in two minutes. Like it. But, yeah. Oh, you've you've probably got plenty. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I... um, Yeah, it was... Stay tuned, because like you say, this will be the making of Aston Martin. I mean, if I was Fernando Alonso, I'd be pissing myself. They'd be like, fuck me, I don't even have to try and beat that. Oh, mate, I, I think there's going to be a couple of su- surprises before the end of the season. Mm. I, I, and I think it's going to be within Red Bull, AlphaTauri and Aston Martin camps. Interesting. Interesting. Right. Mm. Should we take a break there and then talk about the race and predictions? All uh, right. Sounds good. Right. Sounds good. Cool. See you in the second half. Results. Hey, you. Yeah, you that's listening right now. Thanks very much for tuning into this episode of Straight to the Apex, the Formula One podcast from CookieCast. If you're enjoying this episode, why not like, share, and subscribe? Whilst you're there, feel free to check out some of the other podcasts that CookieCast has to offer. If you like football, we've got a football podcast. NFL more your thing, then the Laces Out podcast is for you. Maybe even a little bit of the wrestling. Just look for the Getting Over podcast on CookieCast. Maybe you want to listen to Andy's Darkest Timeline. It's there too. So, the F1 boys have probably got themselves a drink. It's time to get back to the action. Welcome back, sir. Uh, series two, episode twenty-one, straight to the apex. Um, quick shout out to Andy and Cookie Cast. Thanks for having us. Um, obviously, again, you'll hear see only one guy, the main guy, the one that never misses an episode. Not like this muppet here, James Sternforth is joining me. Are you trying? To... Are you all right? I have him. I don't know. I think I've missed one. I don't remember you missing one. I, I don't know. 
I don't think you have this season. I mean, you're clearly committed. Oh, I have this season. You're more committed than me and um, Tony Rawson. Mate, there's still time. That is true. Um, <laughs> obviously, Tony Rawson's not joining us. Apparently, last year, there was some big event. He had to celebrate it. Probably still being alive because he's the most frustrating man on the planet. Um, maybe Beth celebrating. She hadn't killed him and gone to jail. A year ago today, me, you and a few others was all sat around our own webcams staring at Tony's crotch. Oh, in them tight trousers. I've just got that image out of my head and now it's back. Oh, no. And I possibly said the funniest joke I've ever said in my 40 years on this earth. We probably saw more cock that night than the bride did. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> Full-blown moose, moose knuckle there. I mean, Tony, just let the pants go a little bit. You don't need to be that tight. If you skip <laughs> like there, it's fine. Just don't overcompensate by wearing tighter trousers. And shoving socks down there, because that one all you. That one all Tony. No chance. Not nah. a chance. Anyway, we digress because we're talking about cops. Not racing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we can, we can talk about other cocks. Josh Verstappen. Oh, gee, I had no idea where that was going then. Wow, where did you think it was going? I, I, I don't know. It could have gone anywhere. Luckily, it went back to topic. Luckily. I've used up my joke in my lifetime last year. Maybe I should celebrate that joke. Maybe, I, yeah, maybe I should celebrate that anniversary of that joke. What, an anniversary of your best joke ever? I mean... Yeah, I think that's worth celebrating. It good. As long as it's not wearing a T-shirt with Turner's crotch on it. That's the only way I'm not celebrating it. That would actually be quite funny, yeah. I just got a Christmas present. Yeah, actually, that is a great idea. I'll wear it next year. Um, <laughs> so, we've obviously we've heard from the big man. He's given us his predictions. It took him about as long to give us his predictions as it normally does for you lot listening on the podcast. So, we will say it quicker than him. Don't worry about that. And luckily for you lot. You won't have had to listen to him because he even said on the WhatsApp messages, I've been debating P3 for three days. We ain't got that much time. And I don't think Andy's got the patience to edit that. No. Welcome to part seven, Andy. I'm really sorry. It's a lot of silence. Tony's just going, hmm. Uh, uh. There's 88 minutes of us two talking decent Formula One stuff. And then another... 48 hours of us just going, Tony, for fuck's sake. Just just pick down. one. Yeah. But there's only 18 other drivers on that track. Just pick one, for fuck's sake. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, <laughs> so, the race. The race, the race, the race. Before I give the order of the race, let's... I mean, you'll all know it. It won't be a surprise. But as we discussed, there was a mandatory tyre limit of 18 laps set for safety. Perez started from the pit lane due to another engine change. Obviously hoping they'd do a bit better in the race with a brand new engine. 
Thanks didn't start due to a fuel leak, which mm. they found obviously before. And um, Hulkenberg got a penalty for starting in Sainz's grid box because he just casually drove up and then you could see him thinking, oh, what do I do? Yeah, more penalties in that race than an England semi-final. There really was. And that's bad enough to watch. Um, lap one. Lewis and George. That that was my most animated. Was it? I think. It, or, or, yeah, in, in all honesty, I mean, race starts. Max had a fairly good start. But straight away, it, it, you know, Russell and Hamilton, both both around there. And, yeah, I just, Russell, yeah. Russell gets sandwiched and Hamilton just gets a little bit over-egged. Make, makes a stupid fucking move and, yeah, gets taken out. And in all honesty, Mercedes was so fucking lucky there. On on one count, they were lucky that Signs wasn't racing because it means that they've still got a fight for second place in the constructors. Yeah, but at the same time, they're lucky that fucking it didn't take them both out. I actually thought it had when Lewis was in. Obviously, his wheel flew off, and George was then facing the wrong way. And I thought, oh, there's got to be damage on that car. And I just thought, you idiot! Like Lewis was straight on the radio. My teammate hit me, and I thought, no, no, yeah. and don't get me wrong. There's blind spots, like in your road car. Obviously, you look in your mirrors. There's blind spots. He knew he was on the soft tire, and after watching the sprint race on Saturday, he knew the soft tire was quicker off the start, and he was probably going to go in the lead and jump George and Max on mediums. But wait, just wait till the turns cleared. Or give them more room, like go really wide because you've got so much more grip, you don't need to pinch both of them. Because let's be honest, Max didn't have to move. Max could have gone the other way, hit George, Lewis hit George, and then all three of them would have been out. And that move to me from Lewis was a Max move two years ago. Yeah. One it aggressive stupid and fair play to Lewis he apologised after the race he said look I've reviewed the footage it, it was all on me sorry George fair, fair play like I've got no issue with that whatsoever I would say the fact that he apologised says to me that there wasn't any malice there it, it was just a case of he was over eager and he made a God's honest mistake yeah because you, you, you could also turn around and say he made that move deliberately thinking that Russell had turned the other way and it, it'd take Russell and Max out. Mm. Yeah. I, I don't, but yeah, yeah. I, I, I just, I'm sat there and there, there was off and all of a sudden head was in my hands and I'm effing and blinding, you fucking idiots, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Yeah, like you say, I mean... Lewis is closing in on second in the championship. That's it. He's he's fighting for second place against Checo. Yeah. Like, like you said, just hang back. Just hang back. You don't but if you're gonna do it, give 
someone that if it was Max he was overtaking, he'd have probably give him more room because what did he used to say? You fight Max differently to everyone else. I don't know if he expected George just to back off, knowing that he's on a slow tire. But apparently, according to George in the um, press conference, Mercedes had spoke about this situation at Turn One. Lewis is on a faster tire. George is on a slower tire. You're probably going to get together in the first corner. Just be careful of each other. Well, well done, well done, guys. You yeah. listen. Well done. Yeah. Absolutely nailed that plan to perfection. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, after that, like I say, it was a mandatory eighteen laps. So the the race was kind of a countdown. When it was used tyre, they took them laps off. So it was literally kind of, you knew when everyone was pitting, you knew when they had to pit, when they was wanted to pit. I think very few pitted early, barring George and the, the damage he had. Um, yeah, it, it just made the race almost like watching someone scale electric track. It took pretty much every element of surprise out of it. I mean, like you said, it, it meant that Russell got an early change, but it also meant that after that, right, so we, we know Russell's changing now on lap 19. Yeah. How many times so, is 18 going to 54 or whatever? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was only towards the back end where you could be sitting there thinking, is someone going to go on to soft? And, and Russell did, and, you know, McLaren was nervous about it, like they said later on in the race, but he just did it too late. He did, and I think the, the soft lasted about a lap, didn't it? Because yeah. it was catching them, and then all of a sudden it was actually the McLarens are pulling away. Well, he, he started like looking like he was going to be in trouble with Leclerc as well. but Yeah, yeah, he did actually. Yeah, that, that was probably the... He thought it was going to go forward, and actually the threat ended up being from behind him. Um, but, I know it's not that we skipped to the end of the race, but that, that's pretty much because that's all you can really do, because... It was just a case of around about the 17th, 18th lap, every driver was going in. And then by about 17 laps later, the pack order was back where it was yeah. in lap 17. Yeah. And it was only towards the end where I think Leclerc got a bit of a pants um, pit stop and Russell got a pretty decent one that Russell eventually got in front of him. Um. I think the only other thing really you could talk about during the race is McLaren. Yeah. I all weekend that car has been epic. Really good at the moment. There's been last couple of races they've been I, I know everyone's making digs at Norris. Saying, you know, you your teammates got a win before you and stuff like that and You've now broken the record for a driver who scored the most points without winning a race and stuff like that. But his win's coming. Oh, the way they developed, like McLaren saw early doors that that car was garbage. So they binned it, started again. Mercedes then looked at McLaren and thought, right, we need to do the same. They've developed it steady and steady. Yeah, they've had some poor races, but they've developed it steady and steady and steady. And now it's still, don't get me wrong, in Max's hands, it's still slower than the Red Bull. However, oh, yeah. it's Piastri was keeping up with Max for a fair bit, wasn't he? And this is, I, I forget this, and it, I think it was Crofty that actually reminded me, he's a rookie. 
Yep. He's still a rookie. Like, fair play. I think the kid is... McLaren did everything right nicking him from Renault like they did because the kid is a talent. He, he's really good. And he's, yeah, he's going to be one to watch for a few years. Yeah. Um, yeah. But if, if you would have said, you, mate, if someone would have said to me or you at the start of this season, McLaren's going to do well. McLaren could be looking at third place and he comes to it. We'd have just laughed. Oh, God, yeah. We really would because the, it, they, were, they were so poor. It, it was unreal. Well, Tony had, was, Tony had a choice, didn't he? Aston Martin hat or McLaren hat. And he bought an Aston Martin hat. Like, if he'd have bought a McLaren hat back then, we'd have absolutely pissed ourselves at him and said he's an absolute idiot. But actually, like you say, they are... Yes, he bought them, isn't <laughs> I bet he did. <laughs> um, they are the team of the season by far because I think Red Bull come in with the best car, but McLaren have chipped away. And like you've just said, They've gone from the back of the pack and they've just gone up and up and up. And now, like, I feel sorry for Norris, but like you say, his time will come because he's quick. But I just think Piastri's handling everything at the minute. He's the man in form. He's the man that... They're just pushing each other and they're pushing that car. And I think you can see that, that it probably helps that they have a similar driving style as well so that McLaren can develop it one way. Not like Mercedes, where George drives different to Lewis and Ferrari, thanks, is different to Leclerc. They've been very clever in the recruitment of the drivers because Norris and Piastri drive that car exactly the same. Yeah. But you could you could see the, the, the push that they've got with each other this week. Mm. You know, when towards the back end of the race, when they, they said on the radio, right, we're, we're going to hold position. And no, Norris is like, why? I'm... I'm faster. Mm. And then all of a sudden, he was like half a second faster and he was closing the gap. It was like, right, well, we know for a fact Norris is pushing here because he's wanting to prove a point. But then all of a sudden, Piastri just got quicker as well. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah. Just, right, so you, you you both still got something in there. You're both, not sandbagging, but you, you're both doing the same kind of stuff. You both know you've got more in there. It's it's interesting, but the good thing is, even though the, you, you might want to use the word feisty with each other and stuff like that when it comes to the race, you know they're not just going to say, "Oh yeah, you go by me," and stuff like that. You know, they, they will challenge team orders where they want, where they need to, but mm. you know they'll do it right. Yeah, I, yeah. I think they'll be a good team them too. Oh, de- definitely. And I mean, if you are told not to overtake your teammate, it must piss you off. But the but I mean Norris moans on the radio, Piastri probably does, but like you say, they do it right because they're just like right, okay, right, you know. Yeah, he, he argued, he got his point across, and it was a valid point as well. Yeah, at the time, like you said, he was catching him. But yeah, he he, he said, well, why not? And he said, well, we're worried about Russell. You know, we're worried he's going to go on the softs, and he might be a threat. And then Norris went, well, surely if I'm a faster driver, you want me in front. Mm. And then I can provide, you know, Piastri with a tour. And he even said, like Signs did for me. Yeah. So like, yeah, no, stay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> oh, no. And then like you say, Piastri upped it and it was like, Norris probably thought, oh, 
Right, okay then. I can't catch you, dude. Um, Got off. But yeah, like I say, fair play to McLaren. So Max won, Piastri second, Norris third, Russell fourth, which to be fair to Russell, the race he had, because he also had another incident, I think with, um, uh, not Ocon, Gasly. I think he had a, I think it was with Gasly. It might have been Ocon, actually. Won the Alpines. He, I think they touched each other or he forced him off track. I think it was Gasly, won it? Yeah. Um, but fair play to Russell. Got back to fourth. That's a pretty good race, really. You, you just took that before the race. He, he, he got to fourth from 18th. Yeah. Yeah. And so, that, that says a lot, not just about him, but the car as well. Exactly. Fourth from 18th and Perez. Mate, what the fuck? Well, you meant to have the same car as the world champion. Well, let's go. So Leclerc was fifth, Alonso sixth, Ocon seventh, Bottas eighth, Joe ninth, Perez tenth. Like, don't get me wrong, he got two or three five second penalties, so that obviously dropped him down. But like you said, I know we've joked and said, huh, he's not got the same car as Max. But surely now Max's title was sorted and the constructors is sorted, they've given Perez a brand new engine to say, right, we want to be, because Christian Honor, he lies a lot. However, he said, I want our drivers to be one and two in the drivers' championship, because then it looks like we've dominated. We've got the constructors sewn up, we've got the driver one and driver two. Perez had all the tools to finish second to Max, and he finished 10th. This is it now. Like you said, he's got the tools. Yeah. Bad workman always burns his tools. I, I just don't... I don't think he's... I think we've said it. He's not a, he's not a consistent driver over an 18-19 race season. He's just not. I don't even think it's that. Now, Charlie's going to... If Charlie does listen, especially this episode, considering the stuff I've said about her as well, I'm already in shit. But she's going to kill me because she's probably going to be like, I've been saying that for weeks. I've been saying that for months. Blah, 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 blah. I don't think it's a case of Perez is a bad driver. I think it's more a case of Red Bull have this bad habit of really working a guy down. And I mean I mean mentally, kind of. You, you, you look at Albon, Gasly, Ricardo. The, 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 they all really got bogged down. Perez at the start of every season looks so promising, so challenging, and then something happens and his confidence is shook. And it really is. And it has to be now. You know what? You have got a car. Granted, it's not built for you. It's built for Max. But Max is probably getting the better stuff rather than you are. And, you know, I made the joke last year of, Max is probably getting Perez's power units. Yeah. And that's why Perez is getting all these penalties. Um, but it is just that kind of, is it just a case of he hasn't got it in him anymore? He's, he's, he's beaten down. Because look at Albon. Yeah. Look at, well, do you know what? Look at this really, really ties into, and I, God, I can't believe I'm saying this. So the week I'm away, Tony does a podcast about mental health and you spoke quite openly, you know, about how you deal with your, the mental health side of you. 
I've got to feel like we're getting deep again. I cannot believe he foresaw that last week that we're now talking about. I fucking hate you, Tony Wilson. <laughs> Hi, Tony. Hi, Tony. Um, <laughs> Andy spoke about it. Obviously, Andy spoke about it on his Darkest Timeline podcast. You're absolutely 100% right. Look how many years it's took Gasly to get over being in Red Bull. Albon, you're absolutely right. That bloke was unbelievable. And then his confidence got absolutely sapped out of him. Um, there was the Russian driver, Kvyat, Daniel Kvyat. Yeah. Fantastic driver, got in the Red Bull. Maybe they are. Maybe, um, what's his name? Horner and uh, the other guy who's who's in charge. Um, yeah, Helmut Marko. Maybe they are old school. I don't want to say bullies, but maybe they're old school in the way they talk and treat drivers. And Max can cope with that because he's used to his dad. Whereas... Yeah, all the others, Yeah, all the others... Probably are used to, oh, look, you're doing this wrong. Pat on the shoulder type thing, try better next time. Whereas in Red Bull, that doesn't happen. They're like, you shit. You're not good enough. Fucking get it sorted. Exactly. And beat you down mentally. And I can't, like I say, I can't believe I'm saying this, but well done, Tony, because you've actually foreseen this episode and you're not here last week. It's like Mystic Meg type shit. The, the the only difference is Ricardo, but the difference being there is Ricardo was always already at Red Bull. Then Max came in, and then Ricardo left on his own accord. Nothing on to his do own with Max. He was never the same after he left. No, Ricardo left because he wanted to lead a team, and he could see that Max was going to lead Max. that team. That's why he left. It was nothing to do with beat down. However, if he'd have stayed at Red Bull. That's not to say that he wouldn't have been beat down when Max was consistently beating him. You're absolutely right. So is the problem not Perez? It's his confidence is getting shot because he's not the type of driver to deal with maybe the culture at Red Bull. Yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah. Why I was saying earlier. You know what? One of one of the surprises, and it's not even really going to be a surprise, really, if it happens, is that Ricardo is going to end up back at Red Bull. They're just going to do a switch. Hundred percent, and I think that he will come into the team knowing he's number two, and he'll be Max's number two. So maybe that culture then will change with Daniel, and maybe and he'll be he'll be happy to take a second seat just because he's he's, he's driving with a he's back at the front. Champion. Yeah. When, when Max has a fault or an issue or something, Daniel knows that, right, I've got to be that guy to step up now. And it, like I say, he's just happy to be in Formula One still. So maybe that's when Red Bull will actually finally get the balance of the drivers right. Whereas at the minute, they're in the Max mentality of just beat down, beat down, beat down, beat down. And Max can take it. And the rest of them have just fallen away. And like I say, it's sad. Perez will probably go to another team and it'll take him four years to get back to the driver he was at Force India. Perez will go to Alpha. Like, like I said, they'll, yeah. they'll just they'll, they'll swap the two around. Mm. And if Perez is like that, he'll, he'll leave. 
he'll get a seat somewhere else because he's driving that Red Bull and he does drive well. Mm. So he, he would get a seat. I just I don't know. I don't know where. No, no. Um, oh, that that was deep. That was deep. We're getting mature in our old age, mate. I know it's scary, isn't it? I mean, I never thought I'd grow up, but oh, oh no, mate. Oh. You get five minutes of that. Like, like every week, there's maybe like a five week, five minute window. And then after that, you've got to talk about fat jokes or something. I don't know. Well, I mean, to be fair, I have talked about putting a t-shirt of Tony's dick on myself. So I mean, I ain't grown up properly. I um, mean, in fairness, last week when me and Tony got this deep, the next thing I said was, "You shot yourself on a podcast once." That's just, true. just about it out. It's what, it's what you do. Yeah. Um, Other thing we need to talk about. Only that how many drivers run well after the race? Yep. I honestly think that that was beyond the limits of what they should have been racing in. They're all fit drivers, but Alonso was bending his ass because something was leaking in the car. At one point, Alonso actually said, when I come in, can you throw a bucket of water in the yep. car and boil it? And that's in a car that's full under his feet is electrical equipment, fuel lines, and he was quite happy just chuck water on it, mate, because I'm fucking I'm burning. And he had what four layers of race suit on, and he was still yep. burning. Sergeant, Sergeant. wrapped to retire. I, I love his radio. T- I, I really did, and he's like, I can do it, I can do it. And his radio team were like, mate, look, there's there's no shame in retiring if you're really not feeling it. No. And, and you can tell him he couldn't. That takes balls to to not, you know what I mean? To to just say, look, I can't do it. I just, I, I just can't finish. There was Ocon, obviously, couldn't get out of the Albon was unwell. Piastri was laid on the floor. Lance Stroll passed out driving. What? Did he? I didn't know that. So when, when I was interviewing him, um, after some point after the race, it was like, oh, what you went? Obviously, the, the conditions, the heat, you know, passing out. And I went, what? You went, you passed out. He went, yeah. But um, again, I'm, go- I'm going back to TikTok. I'll see if I find the thing and I'll send you it later on. And um, you know, they've got the camera that faces the helmets. Um, and that there's footage of him and his, his head's there, and then it's there, and then it's there. And he said, now watch him take a turn when he's clearly conscious and his head is still. And then said, you go back and you actually see his hands come off the wheel. Wow. And that is fucking scary. Yeah. Because you're 220-odd kilometres an hour and you're approaching a turn. You're always approaching a turn. You've been in Silverstone... And obviously, we all witnessed the Massa incident when he got knocked out by the spring. When, if a driver passes out due to the heat, and if you're in the grandstand and everything, it is literally like a bullet coming at you, isn't it? But it's a bit bigger than a bullet because it's an F1 car. Like, yeah, that's... Qatar for me... Qatar for me should be taken off the race calendar because it's too hot. I, I I actually didn't see many supporters there. They're only in the grandstand on the main well, street. The there, pretty much every driver was ill. I mean, obviously, when yeah. Stroll got out of the car, he gets out of the car, bobbles over a few more times, and then walks 10 yards to his right and goes to the medical car. 
Yeah. And just leaving the windows if he's like going to the ice cream man kind of thing. Bottas did the same thing. And it's, I said to Charlie, I said, it's, there's not much else they can really do. They're, they're driving at night when it's going to be cooler. They won't take it off the calendar because at the end of the day, it's dollar. Oil, oil money. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. But that was a step too far. Definitely. Definitely. It, it, was, it was too much. Yeah. Way too fucking much. The cool room, two of them are laid on the floor because they're just absolutely exhausted. Yeah. Ridiculous. So out F1, again, so out. Stop being greedy. Because you are going to kill someone or, like you say, people are going to get killed because a driver's just going to absolutely veer off, passed out. Yeah, if, if it's not a couple of drivers crashing into each other, it's going to be a driver going into a spectator stand. Yeah. Um, so driver standings, Max is now champion of 433, Perez 224, Hamilton 194, Alonso 183, Sainz 153. So uh, we've got eight minutes left. Would you like to go for the predictions, sir? I mean, we could probably go through predictions and still have seven minutes left because Tony's not here. But yes, absolutely. Seven minutes? I think, yeah, I definitely, I definitely think we're up. But I, I, I have written down... It sounds like of the wife's now, doesn't it? You know, we've got eight minutes. Well, you know, that's fine because we'll get down before the adverts are over. A don't need to pause. Exactly. A lot can happen in eight minutes. A lot. Yeah, you could cuddle. <laughs> and make a cup of tea. <laughs> So, um, our standings was, you was on 43 points, I was on 42, Tony was on 45. Uh, You went Max, Norris, Leclerc. So, obviously, you got Max. uh, Yeah, you just got Max, so that's 46 points to you. I had Max, Sainz and Norris. So, I got Max and Norris, giving me 46. And Tony had Max, Norris and Hamilton, giving him three points, giving him 48. Um, Katie had Hamilton, Alonso and Perez. So she went from nine to nine. Um, Charlie never sent me her predictions. And in that whole two weeks, I never actually remembered to get Charlie's predictions either. So I'm not going to give her a forfeit. I'll just keep her on the 12 points. Because let's face it, she wouldn't have got anything either way. No. Hi, Charlie. Um, Beth was on 38 points and she had Max, Perez and Norris so she is absolutely romping it at 42 points now oh god so just give me them scores again so I'm on you're on 46 I'm on 46 Turner's on 48 Katie's on 9 Charlie is on 12 and Beth is on 42 She's getting way too close for comfort now. Oh, mate. Beth, too close. Beth is the Max Verstappen when it comes to the, the ladies' league. She she is on more than double the second place. I didn't even realise that. Oh, my God. Yep. Well. Right, okay. Well, I have got my predictions. I've got Katie's predictions. We got Beth's quite quickly. Um. Tony's, we've already explained, took quite a while, but we have got them. Um, So, Hurst goes first. So, I've gone for Max Norris Piastri. Mm. 
interesting. Do you want to do Katie's? No, as you bother to turn up, James, you can go second. Thank you. It's very kind of you. Not a problem, sir. So I put my predictions together before we'd even messaged Tony and before Charlie eventually made her mind up. Um, So I went Max for the win, Norris second, and Russell third. Yeah. Interesting. I know. So Tony went for Max, Lando, and Lewis. I, I did get nervous when he went Max and Norris, and I was like, oh, God, here we go. Here we go. Obviously, later when Hamilton went, okay, so you've gone Mercedes, same as me, just with the other one. But- I do like the fact that he asked us, what have we picked? Obviously, clearly, we yeah. haven't actually- You must have known we haven't recorded this bit yet. But then again, in Tony World, he probably doesn't know what date is. Uh, so, yeah. Tony, you'll find out like the rest of the people that listen. Because I ain't telling you. So, you'll have to yeah. like a normal person. Um, yeah, numbers up first. So, Beth's, do you want to read out Beth's? Have you got them? Uh, Beth has gone Max for the win, Hamilton second. And signs because he's a sexy boy. Sexy boy, here's the match. Interesting. It's it's another good one. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like it at all because she's only four points behind us, mate. That could spell danger. Well, we already know Beth's picking the forfeit for one of us three. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, maybe spend a week with Tony. Maybe that's a forfeit. God. You have to have Tony live with you for a week, so she has a week off. I was going to say, if we get the spa week with, weekend with Tony, I don't mind that bit, as long as we don't have to spoon. As long as we don't have to give him wood. I'm sorry, why? Not with that. Watch, Jesus. <laughs> um, Katie has gone Lewis Alonso Leclerc. That just leaves your dear wife, Charlie. But Charlie has gone piastri, and she went, I know Max will win. Fucking put it. She went, no, I'm doing it. Not. I'm doing it out of principles. Like, okay. 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 So she's gone piastri for the win. Norris in second, and Hamilton third, which, in honesty, it's not bad. Do you know it isn't? Yeah. It's not bad at all. I mean, I'll be honest, for a lot of this afternoon, I had Max Piastri Norris. I just, yeah. It, don't get me wrong, it would be great for a McLaren 1 2. I mean, if it's a McLaren 1 2, it probably would be that order. I don't think it would be Mercedes in third, though. I'm tra- Normally, Mercedes do well at Texas. Mm. However, that car is not good. It's not. It's not. It's it's a hybrid. It's it's a shit design underneath, and they've kind of bolted bits to it to make it a bit better. But strange things have happened. It's interesting that none of us have gone Perez on the podium minute, really. I know. 
I know. Oh. Yeah. Sergio. <laughs> Sorry. But... Yeah. But, no. Um, so, unless you've got anything else, I think that wraps up this episode. I think it's a good spot. Well, thank you for joining me, sir. Mr. Oh, reliable. Mr. No one wants to listen to me for an hour. Barkov. You bring the beauty and the time because you're always on time. You're always here. <laughs> Not sure what Tony brings. We have missed you, Tony. Obviously, happy anniversary, guys. I've been happy tonight, which probably is because you're not here. But or the jet lag, I haven't decided I'll which one it is yet. Jet lag. Jet, definitely jet lag. Definitely jet lag. <laughs> um, but again, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Please like, share, subscribe. Um, thanks, James. You absolute legend. Until next time. See you in a few weeks. Peace. See you soon. Bye-bye. So there we go, what do you think of that? Another one gone. Races gone, races to come. Oh, it's all exciting stuff. Big thank you for watching, big thank you for listening, big thank you for being here. few things before you go. Please consider like, share, subscribe and comment. Leave a review where you can leave a review. Share the podcast around. And uh, check out the website, cookieass.com. There we've got social media links and an email button and that way you can get in touch with these guys tell them how much you love their podcast that's it for this one until next time i'm going to say bye and i'll see you then thanks for listening if you like this episode of cookie cast please like share and subscribe